Future Blue, making green waves. I'm Kerry Herford-Jones. And I'm Alexis Eyre. And you join us for another of our regular series of podcasts. We're continuing today the theme of sustainability. And again, we've got a couple of good guests lined up, haven't we? We do. And actually, this is a really interesting subject. Many of you might not have heard of this. A collection of companies that live under the certificate called B Corp. B space C-O-R-P. It's quite hard to visualise until you actually hear it. And B Corp is a fascinating area. It's a certifying organisation that brings companies up to the highest levels of sustainability. It really is fascinating. And to get that certification and to be able to get into that network, you really have to be the top of your game. But at the same time, they have these questionnaires on the website that give you guidance of where you need improvement. And it's cross industry and it's very broad. So it's actually a really good way of working out where you sit currently on the sustainability agenda. So our first guest today is Adam Garfunkel. And Adam has been working in the field of sustainability for over 30 years. He now runs a social impact consultancy called Junction Strategy that supports leaders of the next economy. He is probably one of the most positive ambassadors for B Corp that we could have ever found. And he's on a mission, as I say, to really help success stories breed more success stories. One that is open and fair and green. And his background before that was as a consultant and a campaigner for Friends of the Earth. He was also a fundraiser for Greenpeace. So he sees himself very much as being a critical friend to the businesses that he's trying to help them do better business and certainly challenging them as a mentor should. Adam, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Happy to be here, Kerry. I think it's important to just set the scene as to what B Corp is and why it's such a good framework for people to operate and to offer. So when you take the B Impact Assessment, as it's called, what you see is there are five pillars of questions around governance, workers, community, environment and customers, and it's holistic covers everything about the business. If you sit down with someone, you know, who, and you ask them what sustainability is, they might give you something about the environment or climate, or they might say it's about people, how you treat, how you engage with your community. What you can find in the B Impact Assessment is everyone's answer. It covers everything there is about sustainability in one place, in one unique, holistic tool that helps you analyze your impact as a business, um, see what you could do to do to be better. And it's not about saying, oh, you've got this badge that says your people processes are great. We've got this badge that says you've got an environmental management system that meets this certain standard. It's a badge across the whole company. So it says mm-hmm. something like, yeah. this is a good company to do business with on whatever level. And I think that's what, interestingly, consumers actually want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great that mm-hmm. my coffee is fair trade, but this Indeed. is business horrible. Yeah. I think this, this, what B Corp does is it says this is a good business. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's a kind of crucial and important differentiated there's not really another holistic system that helps you work out what you need to do and encompasses everyone's views about what sustainability might mean and this is something that people should be proud to be showing it's a bit like investors in people back in the day as was or best companies Mm. to work for the sunday times Mm -hmm. best companies those are big badges that are recognizable and you talk about this holistic view but they are recognizable Mm. across all industries aren't they and that's the point with this this is across yeah exactly anyone can be a b corp so there are food and drink businesses like uh, cook and the frozen food people and innocent and ben and jerry's and there's the guardian newspaper we help become a certified b corp um, bulb the energy a business 
and as digital businesses like Hootsuite and Kickstarter and design agencies and financial investment firms and lawyers and insurance businesses and luxury products business. I mean, it's all any business. So it's like a microcosm of the overall e economy. There are about 300 or so B Corps in the UK community now. Okay. And it's growing quickly. There's over 3000 around the world. So ones you'll have heard of like Patagonia, the outdoor yep. goods yep. company, you know, just kind of leaders in this space, kind of well known for being big and bold on this agenda. And yes, it's a badge that pe people will be very proud to put on their business, but it's also a, it's a community. It's a fantastic community of, of values aligned businesses. Everyone, we, there's lots of trading with each other. There's lots of information sharing. There's lots of mutual support. There's lots of value in just being part of the community. And I think it's explicitly a movement for change yeah. as well. And yeah. I think that's really exciting because yeah. increasingly people want to feel that when they go to work, they're going to work for something with some meaning, mm. right? There's some, mm. there's something sure. a bit bigger than just making yes. money for the man who owns yes. it yes. about the work that they're doing. And being part of a movement for change that says we're, all of us have one unifying goal collectively as B Corps around the world, which is to create a shared and durable prosperity for all. That's pretty galvanizing, wow. right? You're going to wow. get out of bed with a spring in your step if you think you're part of a community that's, that's... contributing to that. And certainly as someone who co-owns a B Corp, I, I love it that I feel that is part of what my business, what I'm doing in every day is contributing to. It, it absolutely floats my boat and makes yeah. me think that I'm contributing in useful, valuable ways when I'm stuck here at my desk. <laughs> so you've mentioned why people have signed up to it. Can you give any mm. other examples as to, to the motivation? Because it is about the motivation to sign up uh, and what, what it would mean to a company to do so. I think for individual businesses, it's about the power of purpose. I mean, I think increasingly we're aware, aren't we, that people want, they understand there's something quite special about being clear on your why, on why you exist, on why you're doing what you're doing. And if you can put a why in there that's about something really quite big, that we exist to put a dent in the universe in some really positive way, then that's a very motivating thing to be able to do for any business, for any brand. So it's the power of purpose, I think, is fundamentally what it's about. But yes, you end up with being able to motivate staff, as I've said, you've been able to increase your impact, know how to do it through looking at the questions in the assessment. And frankly, it can help you win work, right? Absolutely. Let's not be coy about line. this. No, exactly. You know, it helps businesses do better. We helped a company become a B Corp and they went into a big tendering process for a piece of work and they won it. I'm sure the product and service were very good, but they won it, they were told by the procurement manager, because they were trying to become a B Corp. They weren't even there yet, but they just said, we're on this journey, we think it's really important. And the owners of the purchasing business said, well, that's really important to us too. You've, you've hit the nail on the head, you've won the work. If, and so, if, if that doesn't give you inspiration and, and incitement for getting out of bed in the morning, that actually that can substantially help your business, not in every case, it's never going to be in every case, but it's another belt of ammunition, isn't it? In, in the gun, if you like. Absolutely. There's all sorts of positives to, to doing it. Yes, there's an investment of time and, and, and effort, a bit of resources into thinking, how do you answer all these questions and so on. Sure. But once you're part of the community, it, what we increasingly find is that companies that are in the B Corp community love being part of it. They don't want to drop out. They see an uptick in employee satisfaction. They see longevity or tenure of staff increasing much beyond you know, industry norms for their 
business. There's a lovely a design business in Cornwall called Leap, and they design people move from design businesses to, to mm. design businesses quite every couple of years. Sure. The average tenure at Leap is eight years. So Impressive. just as an example, you lose in lost productivity. It's estimated thirty to forty thousand mm. pounds every time a member yeah. of staff leaves because yeah. it costs not in just in recruitment but in mm. time for that new person to get up to speed. True. So why would you not want to reduce your churn rate? Any HR manager anywhere would say, if we can engage our staff, um, they'll be motivated. If they're motivated, they'll perform better. It's, there's all sorts of ways that this makes good sense for business. It, it means that the company has reached very high and verified standards of social and environmental performance across its whole operation. And what that looks like is effectively an assessment with a legal change to the Articles of Association that say, right, we've looked at all the aspects of being a good employer and being good for the environment, good for people, and we will change our Articles of Association to say that we will consider all stakeholders, so our employees, our suppliers, our communities and the environment, as well as our shareholders when we make decisions about our business. It's very fundamental stuff. It embeds this sense of accountability right at the heart of the business. And... Having set the stall out and part of this global network that is B Corp, what does it mean to a CEO? What do you think it means to a business to have it literally embedded, what it is you hope they will embed within their article of association? What difference does that actually make to the organisation itself? It says to the business, this is why we exist. Because you're currently, this traditional form of an Articles of Association for a business says we exist to make money for our shareholders. And so you're getting right to the purpose of business here. Now that's a, you know, a relatively modern idea about business, that you should just make as much money for your shareholders and hang everything else. That wasn't the case back in the day, even 150 years ago. And we come to realise that running a business with a single-minded pursuit of shareholder profit above all else is not good for people and it's not good for the planet and we have to see a change in that and so what B Corp do is they think differently and by embedding it in your articles I think it makes everyone around the business think wow we really are taking this agenda seriously it's not just some nice to have off on the side mm. responsible business activity while we get on with the main thing it is front and center it's how we do things around here now. Your belief, therefore, I take it is that this would actually offer a business that signs up and embeds and operates under this, that it actually will offer them and give them a competitive edge? I do think so. I think there's all sorts of evidence out there that businesses that consider social and environmental uh, performance and, uh, and impacts as part of, their, of managing the business do better, from publicly listed businesses to privately held ones. And... What, what B Corp does, therefore, is, I think, gives, people, gives businesses a competitive edge because of the variety of positive uh, impacts that can result of taking this uh, agenda seriously. So for a start, when you get into the assessment, there's a couple of hundred questions across five pillars, governance, workers, community, environment and customers. Okay. And what you're therefore looking at is all the ways that you run a business, yep. uh, all the activities that are involved in running a business, and how you could get better what really good looks like so you have a loads of ideas about improving the operations and the impact of your business from going through the assessment and in so doing you are more profitable these things always come down to 
leadership. It will come down to the leader of the organisation and his team, her team, buying into this fully across the board. And as you say, not just paying lip service to it. If you're going to engage with this, you're going to have to engage pretty seriously and put some resources into this as well, aren't you? Yes, for sure. I mean, depending on the size and scale of your business, just going through the assessment can cost more or less. But certainly, a very large business would probably want to establish a working group, a coordinator, probably needs to do half day a week, maybe for a year across this, looking at all the different aspects of the business and so on. But the governance pillar is a key part of the B Corp framework because how decisions are made and who is involved in them and whether social and environmental decisions are considered at the board or at senior management level are explicitly asked in this governance pillar. And so it forces businesses and Mm -hmm. leaders of businesses to take this agenda seriously. You can't do well on the impact assessment as it's called Mm. unless you have some points in that governance pillar and and are genuinely embedding this in the way that you run right from the top of the organization and clearly you can't and nor should you expect to be able to pick and choose the elements that you're in this 100% or you're not in it at all well true just to be clear lots of questions and no business is expected to score positively in every question but there are no negative points the way the assessment is structured. Okay. It's hard to reach a, a threshold of 80 points is the number they, that, that's chosen. It's hard to reach that. A, a normal, an average business would probably score about 50 points when it took the assessment on its first go round. Okay. So it's a very high bar. Okay. But yes, you have to consider this. You can't game it. You can't play no. with being no. a people. <laughs> this it's, is serious. It's not going to yes. work. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. serious and it absolutely changes the way you think about things. So company like um, innocent, the fruit smoothie people, yeah. they you put a chair for society and a chair for environment out at meetings just to make people think. Brilliant. There are silent stakeholders. That's good. We need to consider when we make decisions that's here good. in this room today. It's, it's that sort that's, of thinking that it illustrates what Beagle's all about. Yeah, and that's a really good example, Adam. I like that one very much indeed. Now, clearly things uh, have changed beyond all recognition since February 2020 with the, the, the breakouts of the, the pandemic. What's been the big change? Have you seen any change coming through because of this? Is it going to happen? Do you think this has given some legs to the B Corp gender, agenda you're going out with? There are more and more companies showing an interest in becoming certified B Corporations, yes. I think generally we've all seen that there is a, a significant level of interest in building back better or emerging stronger, it's not about going back to what we had. I think there's been this great pause. There's been this moment of kind of, you know, national, global reflection Hmm. that has helped individuals and, you know, businesses are just collections of individuals reflect on what really matters. And what really matters is each other, is family and friends, is health, is well-being, some innovative countries around the world like uh, Scotland and Iceland and New Zealand known collectively as the SIN countries have put well-being at the top of their economic agenda what we're trying to achieve with our economic agenda is well-being for all and it's that sort of mindset that I think this pandemic has foregrounded Mm. and so yes there are all sorts of calls for green a green recovery from businesses from investors from parliamentarians the EU's putting it front and centre of their recovery plan, this idea that we need to consider the you know, climate and other environmental issues. So, yes, it's, it's been a big change. It's been an acceleration, I yeah. think, is really yeah. something that was happening anyway. This agenda will 
come around a lot faster than it might have done otherwise. And companies that aren't considering it just now face a greater risk of losing out sooner. So it's, as we often try and say in these situations, some good comes out of the bad, but something like this is is so fundamental across the whole world that this is an opportunity to reset. I'm particularly impressed with Danone, which has made a global commitment to having all of their businesses be B Corps by 2025, just like hundreds of subsidiaries in in a dairy business, quite complex um, food production business. Mm. And or here in the UK recently announced Barrett's, the the UK's largest house builder, said we're now going to bring forward um, our carbon net zero greenhouse gas emissions target to 2040 going to be the first major house built to to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2040. All of our own electricity is going to be renewable by 2025. No new uh, homes will be designed uh, to be anything other than net zero carbon by 2030. So you're starting to see these sectors, these uh, these, um, big players really take Mm. the climate action agenda seriously. With that kind of agenda laid out again from the leadership from the top down, that's a decade. That, that's not that far away. Uh, you, you've got to be no. doing things. You've got to be putting a lot of groundwork in now to get that sort of target achieved, haven't you? You do, and you, you have to be bold. I mean, I think that's the key thing. Leaders have to be bold. You, it's no longer good enough to say, I can't set that target because I don't know how we're going to get there. Yeah. We now know that we need to be net zero by 2050. We know we need to be halving emissions by 2030. So we know that takes seven plus percent reduction year on year in carbon emissions every year for this decade to reach that by 2030. It's not good enough for a business leader to say, that looks difficult, I don't know how we'll do that. The leader has to set a vision that is in line with what the world needs and what the science is telling us and say we have to do that we don't have a choice i don't know how we're going to do it i'm open to all ideas let's get cracking yes that and that's the message isn't it and that's what we're getting across here with these podcasts is not just talking about it but seeing action taking place and again quite a difficult one from your perspective but it is that whole carrot and stick sometimes you have to use a bit of stick uh, to get the message through because these leaders have got a lot on their plates coming from all different angles everyone in the marine industry loves the sea yes, of course. i take it i mean <laughs> i take it that you, everyone is super passionate about protecting and enhancing but both the quality of the world's um, oceans and waterways and people's appreciation of them so it seems to me that it's, it's ready-made as a topic to, for the industry to take seriously and prove how they are you know, not diminishing um, the quality of the world's oceans through their products and services that they sell. So, Adam, where should a company start if they want to make this change? How do they start? Well, listen, the, the, the first step is, I think, probably making the case internally, isn't it? I mean, it depends where this comes from. You need leadership here. Yeah. So. I certainly think if there's someone passionate about this agenda in business, they should do their research. They do, should explore what is demanded of the B Corporation uh, certification process. Lots of information available online. And they should put together a really good you know, business case internally for tackling, which mm. I don't think is that difficult. And as we've said, perhaps it was harder before COVID-19 is now easier. The online assessment tool is free to use. It's to, you just dive in there and see how you get on trying to answer the questions. And if you get stuck, then you reach out to people like us for some help. But it's all there. The ideas about what makes 
a business better for people and planet are there in the public domain for, for companies to use and just need to go to bcorporation.net and find out more. It's urgent. These deadlines that are looming around climate action, they're going to come around mm. surprisingly quickly. Yeah. And we're going to have to make some serious changes yeah. to the way that business and uh, people organize themselves in their time to have this sustained progress on this and other related social and environmental agendas. And it, it's going to take real leadership. It's mm. going to take some courage. And it's going to take people saying enough is enough. There's a better way to, to do things. Listen, there's nothing like a pandemic to make us understand that we're all interdependent. Adam Garfunkel, thank you so very much indeed for joining us on today's podcast. I just love B Corp. I think, I, I, you know, hearing what Adam had to say makes me want, you know, love it even more. I just have so much admiration for the companies that have gone through it because it really is quite a gruelling process. But my God, it's rewarding at the end of it. If you don't even know where you're going to go, you know you want to get into sustainability, you don't know where you want to go because it, it just has such a broad view. It doesn't go down into any particular area. It's It takes on everything, which does make it very complex. And it is really gruelling for that reason. But at the same time, I think what you get for it coming out of it is just monumental. And Adam made some really clear statements about starting the process, making a commitment and putting some resources into it. Because as we come a long theme in these podcasts, it's if you don't start somewhere, you're not going to change anything. It's just going to carry on exactly as it is today. One thing we wanted to do, Alexis, then was to come off the back of an ambassador of B Corp to somebody who is actually already B Corp accredited. You obviously had to do a little bit of digging around to find the right man for the mission. I did, actually. Um, trying to find an example in the marine world was definitely a challenge for this one. So our next guest is B Corp accredited, and he is a man who started his own company back in 2003 above a surf shop. It all started with an innovative fleece that was not only designed to keep out the chill and warm up your body, uh, but also to be totally and utterly sustainable. That's his guiding principle. And since that day, he's taken a pioneering approach to making better and more sustainable products across all the range that Finisterre now produce. He is, of course, Tom Kay, and we caught up with him for this week's podcast. Tom, thank you very much indeed for joining us for this week's podcast. No problem. Uh, Tom, um, we always ask everybody to just do it, but perhaps you'd just like to give us your 30-second pitch on who you are and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. My name is Tom Kay. I'm the founder of Finisterre. It's a brand I started in 2003. It's a pioneering outdoor clothing company built for my love of the sea, built to inspire love of the sea. And we, are, as a brand, are B Corp certified. And your business, you now use the strapline, follow our cold water journey, uh, product environmental people. That's what your straplines are. That's what the bottom of your foot is. What does that actually mean to you, that follow your, our cold water journey? That's been around for quite a long time, actually, now. But the, the brand's really born from my love of the sea and the sea as I knew it in this country. And the brand is really built to replicate that and facilitate the that inspiration. Uh, we have products to enable you to connect with the sea. We believe if people connect with the sea, they'll have a more love with it. And by doing so, they'll mm. protect what they love and hopefully a more sustainable life and when they're back on land. 
And you've made that an absolute core of your business since you founded it. How easy is it to actually design products that are more sustainable and appropriate for today's environment? I mean, I, I, you know, the first thing I'd say is that, you know, any product you make causes damage and has an effect on the planet. And so it's very much about building stuff that lasts a long time. It's got quality. We help our customers and our community repair their products and keep them in their hands as long as possible. So mm. that's the first sort of one of the first things with regards to sustainability. And I think sustainability is more about having uh, less of an impact on the world, the least impact you have on the world as possible. And we try to do that as a business. We try to make sure that comes through in our product. And that is obviously how they're made, what they're made of, where they're made. And also ultimately in the lands of their customer, help them extend the lifetime with the customer. So it's a variety of things. And it is quite hard to do. We've been doing it for over 17 years now it's getting easier in terms of a lot of the fabrics out there you can get recycled fabrics natural fibers that sort of thing more easily yeah. now which is a help and obviously people are following your journey they're, they're buying your products you wouldn't be in business today particularly after what we've been through over these last few months unless you had a good solid business but you're clearly offering something that people really want to get invest in to, to wear and also in your business they obviously get what you're pitching at them yeah, I hope so. I mean, we've got quite a lot of following of customers. Many have been in the brand a very long time. They're often our biggest advocates. We have a great relationship with them, and they give us feedback to help the products and the brand get better. And they've been around for 17 years, so it's you know they're obviously doing something right, although there's a lot of things we constantly work at to evolve, get better at, and improve on. And learning by experience, but also listening to your customers, which is clearly what you're doing. Why did you as a business, given all the other challenges you've got in the world and everything you're trying to do, identify that B Corp was something you wanted to get behind, get certificated for? Because you're obviously very proud of that B Corp certification. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for those of your listeners that are not B Corp, it is B Corp is really an independent verification that as a business we've been in a to the highest levels of transparency, accountability, and sustainability. So to any business, any sector, you have to get above a certain score. You go above that score, become certified. Mm. And it's really saying that you are in, you are growing as a business, but you're growing in the right way with ultimately a legal responsibility towards the triple bottom line. So that's the environment, the people, suppliers, and really making sure that's built into your business model as you grow. So We've always done that since day one, and I think I've been at B-Core now for five or six years. Right. We became surf for about three years ago, okay. um, and it's really saying to our customers, both old and new, that we are have been certified, that we are independently certified, that we are the right sort of business and growing the right sort of way, hmm. and we really are doing what we say we're doing, as opposed to it be a bit of spin or greenwash. Yeah, and there's plenty of other things out there that it could be. But this has clearly got legs to it. And we've spoken to a few people now that have been certificated and, and they're actually the big ambassadors. There's obviously a challenge and, and the fact that you've actually taken that jump, that your business was sustainable, your business was where it needed to be in order to make that commitment to B Corp. How far into the business life were you when you actually decided to today? Well, that's not strictly true. I mean, I think the, you know, the, as you said, it's, we worked really hard on the business for, you know, our founding commitments with people, products, and environment in 2003. And so we've always had that in the business. And it was really, it was it's quite a big task to become certified. It's quite a, a big pass to get certification. Mm. Uh, it took us about nine months to got okay. you know, quite a complicated supply chain and a lot of products in the range. But because of all the work we have done over the last 15 years, meant we did pass the first time. 
But having said that, we only just passed and there's a lot of things we are now right. working on towards recertification to improve our score. And it's about you know, embarking on a journey to constantly improve where you are. Yeah. It's not that you just get certified and you go, right, that's great, that's, that's enough. It. You've got to yeah. constantly work out and live and breathe the ethos of what it means to be core business so that you can, it becomes part of your everyday life, everybody that it works in the business and what the business does. And we've always done that. So it's really kind of uh, helped us in many ways to kind of get better at what we already do. So let's drill down a little bit more into that. What have you found you have to change? Perhaps give us one or two examples uh, to actually you know, look at the way you do business now and run your company. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's loads of things. Every business has an effect on the planet. It's how you can work, go from being, you know, probably having a negative impact to no impact, to mm. could you become positive impacts? We've actually written a report, a positive impact report, which says by 2030, we will be a positive impact business. So wow. that's net zero carbon, it's full textile lifecycle analysis, it's map agriculture, manufacturing footprint, it's you know, open source, you know, in, in Telegram product, it's promoting circular manufacturing, the circular economy. So there's lots more to be done. We've come a really long way. All of our jackets are recycled polyester. We work with organic cotton, mm. natural fibers. We're very transparent about our, our manufacturing and the way the business is run. But as I said, the B Corps and what we're doing anyway just means we will continue to work at that and grow that. And we've set the goal of becoming positive, positive impact to business by 2030. I mean, we've spoken to Unilever and people like that about setting a big goal. And clearly you're setting that. There's businesses out there that are less ambitious. What would your message be to somebody who's on the verge of, of taking the plunge? I do quite a lot of talks, actually, at quite a lot of you know, events and stuff and about becoming certified and what mm. it means and how you do it. And my question to everybody at the end is, why wouldn't you become B Corp certified? Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, what, that's you know, what, why wouldn't you do it? And it's people go, well, it takes too much time. It's, Listen, if you fundamentally believe that yeah. the world's in the state that it is, and that's yeah. why we're having this conversation and why yeah. you've got in touch, yeah. then you know, what, what is holding you back? It's a really, it's a, it's a massively growing community. Customers it's become more and more important in their lives. They buy from brands, yes. businesses that have purpose, yeah. that really do have a doing what they say they're doing. And B Corps, and there's a lot of there's a sort of certification, independent certification, and that is actually happening. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, what are you waiting for? You know, yeah. Get on with it. Basically. What have you got to lose? And that's the whole thing with this is that there is and there are other certifications. There are other, if you like, gold standards or purporting to be gold standards out there. Why B Corps? Why that particular certification for you personally? I think you know, it's the whole kind of the concept around certification is that it's obviously great, good for a business, but it's also got to be great for your customers. So it's really straightforward for them to understand what certification means. And I think a lot of the stamps that you see out there, be it fair trade or, or you know, maybe organic or whatever it is, you know, there's actually, mm. there's quite a lot of woolly in terms of what that actually stands for now. Yes. It probably has lost yes. a lot of its, a lot of its clout, yeah. uh, but actually B Corps is quite, it's quite straightforward. It's open to any business, any industry, any sector, any size, any country. Mm. And it is an independent certification from a sort of an industry point of view. So from the top down, these are businesses being run in the right way. And you're obviously having, therefore, to, and you are educating your consumers on, on the importance of buying sustainable products. Is there other reasons why your consumers would buy your brand? Yeah, there's loads. I mean, you know, there's, there's the quality, the size, the fit, the brand. 
yeah, you, you can't just be a standard brand and sell a product that is no good. So, it, you know, sustainability is part of the product offering and our point mm. of difference. Um, but it's very much about the quality of the product, the durability of the yeah. product, the fabrics, the aesthetic, stories we tell, our customer service. It's like, you know, it's a whole business package that is also made done in the most sustainable way possible and when you're talking to the millennials coming through now who are clearly the ones you're talking to uh, as well as the older generation sustainability to them as you said earlier and you alluded to this is actually second nature to them this is nothing new this is actually part of their decision making process isn't it yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. I speak to businesses that say, "I'm hey, I'm starting a sustainable business now. What's your advice?" And it's actually, you know, your, you know, part of starting a business now is that it needs to consider its place in the world and impact mm. on society and the environment. And it's just part and parcel of how people are thinking, mm. which is great. How businesses need to be run, they need to be done it, you know, to held account to the levels to which they're doing it and made sure they really are doing there's a level of authenticity there to their yeah. the narrative for those of a bigger disposition a bigger company to become b for certification uh, where they have to bring more people to the party that's quite a challenge do you agree yeah it is but i think it's kind of what's your view of the world in 10 years time how's your business going to be what you know the whole thing and particularly actually in the last you know, in, over the pandemic people have really started to question yeah the role of businesses in society and what they're doing and what they're buying and maybe you can maybe the, in fact the way they consume and thinking really about how they behave as consumers and what mm. they're buying mm. they flying less buying less meat that sort of thing so actually if you take that macro view on the way people are thinking becoming B Corp certified is the least you should be doing to mm. remain relevant to your customers and mm. so I've had to convince our board to do it yep. I've, you know I've spoken to body shop before they became certified and if you know as i said why wouldn't you do it if you, yeah. you, you know do you agree with what i've just said yes or no if it's the yes then become certified otherwise yeah. well your brand proposition and your is going to be increasingly irrelevant in a way the, the trajectory that consumers are behaving right now yeah exactly and, and it's about bringing your team with you as well because it's all very well the ceo getting behind this you need to have the team committed to it you've, you've spoken about that already one of the things that alexis and i are always keen on when we're doing these podcasts uh, tom is to look at the supply chain and you alluded very early on about how you were able to make that supply chain fit for purpose and to get it up to be certification that's not always that straightforward how challenging was it for you to get that supply chain verified through for the b corp certification it was quite challenging we've got a great product director debbie and we've been working on the right sort of suppliers for a long time now so mm. you know it, it wasn't a case of any of our suppliers massively failing the the certification which might be the case in other businesses it was quite a lot of work and since then we've done an audit of the factories and we continually work you know it's, it's all part of how you think and how you act as a business so we worked on it even more since certifying and it's, there's document gatherings evidence gathering there's all sorts of stuff and often they're the other side of the world so there's that added factor it, it, it is difficult but it's something you just have to go through I can hear it in your voice. I can hear. I can feel it in your whole being. Is just, just go, go, get on, and, and and make a start somewhere. Let's just talk a little bit about the marine side of it because the way we're going with this is about influencing the marine industry. You clearly have got a very strong connection with the sea. Yeah. Well, there's surfboards by the doors, paddleboards by the door, and part of our culture has been connected to the sea. So, 
we don't stop work till you know ten o'clock on a Tuesday, and people spend extra time going in and around the sea, or you know connecting the sea and reminding ourselves why we're here and why yeah. this is a brand. I've seen people over the years who perhaps moved away from the core of what they're doing. You're still very much retaining that and clearly a business that you're still fully committed and passionate about. And you must be very proud of the fact that you're being asked to give talks about sustainability, about what a difference it can make to your products, your people uh, and ultimately to your customers. You must get a a kick out of that. Yeah, I'm really super proud of where where the brand is today and the, the team here and around the country have helped you know, steer the ship and taken the business to where it is today. So it's, it's pretty, it's a great bunch of people here, great team, great culture. And I'm pretty excited about where the brand is going. So I'm super proud of it. I love speaking to our customers and seeing our product out and about and people really using it as it's supposed to be used and happy with the product they bought from us. And some of your products still in use today from the beginning. Yeah, there's still, I mean, you still see our first product was a fleece, a windproof, waterproof, breathable fleece that you still see around today, 17 years later. Wow. Which is, that's a good testament to the, the kind of design ethos that goes into all of our products now. Well, if you weren't getting it right then, you certainly need to get it right now, and you've been getting it right for many years, and fair play to you. Tom, thank you very much indeed for joining us on today's podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to no, talk thank to you. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, okay, Tom. Cheers, Bye-bye. Bye. What an innovative guy. I mean, really, I just... So inspiring. And he uses the products. He's not just sitting in his bunker somewhere, hunkered down, designing this stuff or getting it designed. He's actually out there carrying the flag of sustainability and showing that it is not only good for the planet, but also good for the bottom line. And I think he's also shown how B Corp has given him that framework, which I think has really helped guide him on where he needs to improve or where Finisterre needs to improve and, and where they're already flying. I think that's a sort of key part to this, is it does offer that framework. It does. And as we say throughout all these podcasts, baby steps, start somewhere. There'll be plenty of links on our social media feeds for all these podcasts to find out more information. Talk to the ambassadors of B Corp and perhaps they might inspire you as well. So more to come then, Alexis. So much more to come and um, bring it on. Join us for our next podcast on all things to do with sustainability. Future Blue, making green, making green waves. Directed by Alexis Eyre and produced by Kerry Herford-Jones.